Anyone who's been listening to me for any period of time has probably sensed that I really enjoy the root or foundation of things, whether it be the definition of something, which then grows into the what actual you know what the actual meaning means of a, of a phrase or a, a, a verse in the Bible. Um, I believe in starting from the ground up, so then we can really get to the the root issue or the root meaning or the foundational truths that they're in. So today I wanted to bring up, and we've talked before like a, a long time ago, I wanted to, I encourage you guys to, to get a real clear view or a, a clear explanation of what the gospel is. If somebody said, what's the gospel? And I asked this question a lot and I'd, you'd be surprised the answers you get. Some people think, well, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Or some people say, well, it's the Bible. Or you know, all these uh, answers, which aren't technically wrong, but they're also not helpful. You know, think of if a, if a non-Christian asked you, hey, what is the gospel? What does that mean? You want to be prepared for a good, solid answer where you're actually not just answering their question, but, but you're actually ministering to them. You know, you're giving them something, planting a seed, hopefully, that the Holy Spirit can either right then blossom into faith or one day, you know, that person following Christ. So even now, I would encourage you, if somebody said, what's the gospel? The gospel, first of all, just means the good news. So yes, the gospel is the good news. Again, that's not a wrong answer. That's actually what it means. But what is the good news of the Bible? Okay, so that question, if you want to work on that, that'd be great. And then I would love to, like I said, we've done before, <clears throat> um, spell out your testimony. You know, what's what's the work that God has done in your life? But the gospel better be right there at the root or there's, there's a problem. You know, so first you have to have a clear view of what the gospel is, and then second you need to be able to to see how that gospel worked in your life, so then you can share with people and people can come to Christ. But today I'm I'm talking to you guys because the next most important question, which if you share with the gospel, uh, if you share the gospel with somebody faithfully, the answer will will kind of come about anyways. But somebody might just say, "Hey, what do I have to do to be saved?" Now that is the important, most important question somebody can ask. Oh, the most important question is, who is Christ? But, but the next one is, what, what can I do to be saved? So how would you respond to that? You know, your best friend in the world that you know is not a Christian, who lives according, according to the world, and he says, you know, I know you're a Christian. What do I have to do to be a Christian? Do I go to church? Do I say a prayer once? Do I need to start reading my Bible? Is it all those things? I really want to make sure you guys have a good, non-stumbling around your words type of answer. Because if this is what you claim to live by, if this is the truth that you have set your entire hope for eternity in, and what defines you as a person, and you can't answer clearly, you know, there's going to be some questions. I I remember watching this TV show. um, I forget what it was, but one of the main actors is not, you know, he's like an atheist, doesn't believe in anything. And he asks one of his friends who says he's, you know, religious or believes in God, and, and he asks, so how do you know God is real? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you not think that this is all just something you made up? And the gentleman being asked answers with a, an answer that I think, at first he's kind of just giving these, I don't know, arbitrary, ambiguous kind of answers that don't really mean anything, and then he, he kind of stops himself and says, well, you can't really put it into words. And it's like, what? Like, that kind of stuff makes me sick because, you know, being uh, non-Christians, 
harping on on the Bible and, and Christians is going to be less dangerous than a ridiculous answer about the Bible, you know, by a Christian. Um, can't put it into words. No, there's theologians that give their lives and missionaries who have died literally gave their lives for the words of the Bible, the very words that you can put this good news into. So, what must I do to be saved? Right? The rich young ruler asked that. What did Jesus tell him? Go sell all your possessions and follow me. Now, does that mean that we're all supposed to be homeless and just stand on soapboxes and preach the word? No, not at all. It's symbolic of your entire life needs to die and then you must take up your cross and follow me. You must live completely and utterly for me, being satisfied in nothing but me and needing only a relationship with me. I find myself constantly striving for other things, for the comfort and security of the financial freedom and for more time to write or record music, for, for more time with my family. And all these things are good. All these things are fine. But they can't define us. They can't drive us. If we lost everything in the world, which some people have, they've lost their families. They've lost everything that belongs to them, um, all financial security. Are you still going to be completely satisfied and trusting in Christ. Not just satisfied, but knowing that God is still good and he's in control of all that disaster. And know, can you still say that he's good and praise him for being good and still being faithful to you and knowing that this life isn't the end goal. This life isn't the end call. We have so much more waiting for us. And the Bible tells us that our only hope, our only real joy is found in the gospel. So we need to know what that gospel is. And guess what? The more that we know about it, the more satisfaction, the more joy, the more peace that we find in Christ. Because when we get to know the gospel, when we're in his word, that's where God meets us. That's where God speaks to us. Now, yes, we can we can pray to him. We can meditate on him. But God speaks through us through his word. Don't wait around praying for some new revelation. Everything that we need to know is in the Bible. So know his word. Know the gospel. Have a clear view of it. And this isn't just, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm constantly just trying to train up young Christians or, you know, young in the faith at least. Um, but I guess I am. But in the same sense, it's, it's, it's edifying. It's sanctifying to individuals as they grow to help others you're yourself you yourself are continually being matured in that so this is why I stress this so much it's a twofold wonderful thing as we go out and make disciples we are we are growing closer to Christ ourselves so I love you guys you